normally share client work that we do, but this week I wanted to share a bit of an experience that we've had with a team that we've worked with, and I thought it could be really useful for you, whether you're a member of a team or a supervisor or a team leader, or whether you define yourself um, from a family point of view as a team. So it doesn't really matter how you connect to what we're about to talk about in and around teams, but I think that you'll find it useful in any of those different areas. So this particular team is engaged in fairly sensitive kind of work. They're a really amazing group of humans, and I think for me that's what I have to say for pretty much all the clients that we get to work with. I love meeting different people and appreciating their point of view and the diversity that they bring to our experience on a daily basis. And so the last couple of days we were talking to this team and what they do is so important. The um, process and the delivery to the people that benefit from what it is that they do is its absolutely critical and life-changing. And so for us, it was a real honour to be involved with helping to make sure that their own team was functioning at a really high level so that they could provide the best possible support to their customer or to their client. And in doing this, there was a couple of different things that we noticed. So what we did is we spent a day speaking to everyone on the team in a one-on-one sort of way um, to get their perspective and their consideration in and around what was working really well and what could be fine-tuned. And so the things that we focused on in the workshop all came out as a result of that. So the things that I wanted to share with you today that you know came to the top of the barrel of considerations, for want of a better description, about how to create uh, an exceptional team or a high-performing team because let's face it, it's easy to be kind of an average half-assed team. That's easy. Anyone can do that. Um, But certainly not anyone can be part of either creating or contributing to an an exceptional team. And that's really the essence of what we were trying to get to. And in that whole process, in the conversations, the themes that came to the top were, uh, there's a wide variety, but the ones that I wanted to share today started with alignment. And alignment is one of those kind of horribly HR words. And (laughs) what I mean by that is it's a word that's, you know, bandied around and in general, there's probably not a lot of collective understanding about the word alignment. But when I use that word, I simply mean that from an individual point of view, you want to feel as though your actions and your beliefs are aligned with the purpose. And then when you take every single separate team member, you want them to know and to feel and to experience that all of their contribution is aligned to a single purpose. And I'll just give you a tangible example of a fun thing that you can do in a workshop or with your own team if you're listening to this live stream. And it's it's a really basic exercise and you can just get people to stand in the middle of the room and you simply say to them, go to the edge of the room. And depending on how many people you have in your team, invariably you will have your team members all go to different edges of the room. Now, that's a perfect example of a lack of alignment in a team. It's also not such a crash hot instruction and that's the whole point. 
very often if teams are not aligned and together and on purpose, it's because they haven't had those conversations in the first place about where they're headed, what's expected from them, and how they can support each other and hold each other accountable. So as a team leader or a supervisor, or even if you're looking at this through the lens of yourself and your partner, because that's a team as well, the two of you, if the two of you are not on the same pathway, we know that that delivers problems and challenges to you as a team. And every single person that you have in addition, so by the time you have three in your team, four in your team, five in your team, and just on a personal note, we're finding this with our Being More Human team at the moment because we're having some quite fast growth and adding in different people to contribute to what the business does. There's a whole different set of layer layers of conversations that are involved around getting people on board and making sure that you're all heading in the same direction because the efficiency and the effectiveness and the purpose that you can focus on if you are all headed in the same direction is quite amazing. So the first thing was around alignment and the second thing that we noticed and again you know I noticed this regularly and also in my own world as well where it's literally it's literally as simple and as complicated as having the brave conversation. So like what's a brave conversation? So if you think of it, in your world, you might have a relationship or a team that you're part of and you might get this funny feeling in your mind that you want to say something. If you have that funny feeling in your mind that you want to say something, then you can be sure that you're up for a brave conversation. So in other words, a conversation where not necessarily everyone is going to agree with you. So we've already talked about alignment. The other element about a brave conversation is you can get a hint that you need to have one because you're trying to avoid it. So most of us are experts at trying to pretend as though we don't have to have this conversation or pretend like it's not going to matter if we do have the conversation. So that's a really, really good hint if you are a member of a team and you're feeling like, oh, I think I should say this to this person, go and say that to that person. Because what we noticed with the team we were working with this week is although they were fantastic at having outward conversations with their clients, they weren't so crash hot at having the brave conversations that they needed to have with each other. So tip one, alignment all the way. Tip two, have the brave conversation. Tip three about creating an amazing team or an exceptional team is all about diversity. So if you are the kind of person that when you recruit, you're looking for someone just like you, and that's what data and statistics about recruitment tell us, usually we try to find someone that is like us, then you are on the wrong track. The more diversity that you can have in your team and in your organization, the better off you're going to be. You can do any amount of searching to find all the business reasons for this. If you think about it in a team setting though, so say you have, let's say you have eight people in your team and you have a mixture of different genders, a mixture of different um, people from different countries, a mixture of different age groups. What that provides you is this enormous richness that you can draw on in order to make sure that your business is on purpose and delivers to your clients in an amazing way. It also makes sure that you can represent the perspectives of other people who are your clients. 
So the three tips again, just from the top. So one is alignment, alignment, alignment. Make sure everyone on your team knows where they're going, why they're going there, and their part in it. Number two is have the brave conversation. If it feels uncomfortable, if it feels like you want to talk to someone, have the conversation. And point three, when you're recruiting and setting up your team or your organization, make sure you really actively look to pull in skills and humans from all different walks of life, all different perspectives, all different philosophies. Otherwise, you'll end up being a little bit like white bread, a little bit boring, a little bit tasteless, and certainly not in a position to satiate the people that you're actually working for. 